y'all back again. It is the Country Rap Report. Gotta say get well soon to my guy Spank. You will be back ASAP, but the show must go on. All right, now you know we like to give you guys some of those exclusive interviews with some of your favorite country rap artists. And today is no different than any other day, all right? Before we get into it, I gotta say one time for all our first and last time viewers or listeners, all right? Make sure you visit countryrapreport.com all your country rap report needs, whether you want to check out the podcast via the stream, whether you want to check out the videos, the um, 24-hour internet radio station, whether you want to check out our Spotify playlist, whatever you want to check out, country rap report is there. Now, if you're an artist out there, you want to submit your video to be reviewed, you can always hit us up, get in our inbox on Instagram or Facebook, and be sure to follow us on TikTok at Country Rap Report. All right, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, we're going to get into it now. The first thing I'm going to say is I'm probably going to apologize to this artist. I'm probably going to mess his name up. But ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Country Rap Report platform, Mr. Lloyd Lust. Lord Lust, you got it. Lloyd Lust. Now, the crazy thing is about your name, is it L-L-U-S? L-H-U-S. There's a story about my name. It's pretty uh, pretty funny as well. All right, look, that, then let's start right there with the story about your funny name. All right, well, back in the day, man, one of my best friends, he was uh, an enlightener. You know, he had been to prison a lot, and he was part of this uh, 5% uh, nation of Islam, God-body nation of Islam. And you got the, the supreme alphabet, and each letter stands for something, like L is love, hell, or right. H is him or her. U is universal and S is self savior. I mean, self slash savior. So, lust came from a God body enlightener. They gave me that name, and it stands for love, hell, or right. His universal self savior, meaning for what I love, I'll go through hell to make sure it's right. Okay. Now, with that being said, are you a are you a follower of the Nation of Islam? No, no. I used to be. I used to dabble. Okay, okay. Um, Wu-Tang, you know, everybody got into Wu-Tang back in the day. Oh, well, speaking of Wu-Tang, and I hit you and asked, like, I seen the picture of you in Method Band. Can we expect you in, in power? <laughs> nah, I don't think so. But, uh, nah, that'd be nice. That, that picture was taken in Switzerland after a show 2014, I believe. Okay. All right, I so used to do a lot of shows with them over there in Europe. All right, now, you done took us all the way back to 2014, so look, let's definitely get into it. Um... Let the world and the viewing audience know. Let's let's talk a little bit about your brief history. Like, where are you originally from? I'm originally from Columbia, South Carolina. Okay. All right. Now, what got you into hip hop? <clears throat> originally, I guess Dr. Dre, N.W.A., Snoop, the old West Coast stuff, Rock Him, Mob Deep. You know. Though, okay. you know, early 90s stuff is what really got me into it. All right, well, all right. Now, getting into hip-hop is one thing. I've always been into hip-hop, okay? Mm -hmm. But I ain't never, ever had the capability to rap, to attempt to rap, to want to rap. Well, I wanted to rap, but I just couldn't put those words together. When did you realize that you had a talent that could assemble words together in a poetic fashion to make people bob their head? How about that? I said like 1999. Okay. Around there, middle school. So in middle school, you're this kid who wants to rap. Like, what was the process for you as far as did you jump in the cipher? Did you start writing stuff down? Like, what was that process for you? 
No, nah, we would all, me and a group of friends would freestyle during lunch and recess or whatever. And uh, a friend of mine, he's the guy who actually makes my beats now, Eternal Beats. He bought some studio equipment long time ago and and uh ever since then we just started making music we, we had a group called the psychotics back in the day me eternal beats and this other guy named unknown off in columbia but yeah all right now how 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 does a white rapper in columbia south carolina go about getting his music heard getting discovered and actually ending up on the east coast I don't know. At first, we would do any show, you know. We I even got a video where I went to a church and did a talent show. <laughs> so I was just trying to get a, get shows and concerts anywhere, you know. And yeah, that's basically how it was. I, but all the shows I did over here weren't so big until these guys from Germany approached me, the Snow Goons, and they brought me to Europe in 2009 and that's when you know the concert started getting real crazy okay but i'm now, no longer a part of their crew okay um snow goons let's talk a little bit about that because snow goons like i've heard that name a lot with Vinny paz um was it army of pharaohs i think necro was part of that movement that was that like that was like a very very big movement especially during the early era of the internet like what was your affiliation um what was the shows like with them and what started it and what ended it? Well, when you mentioned Necro, I did a few shows with him with a, uh, my old group, Bloodline. We were doing real crazy horrorcore stuff. And all the shows I did with him were in the United States and Canada. But uh, that was before, so I forgot to even mention that. But yeah, but when I got to Europe, it was the Snow Goons. They're producers, and they make beats for all these people. Basically, they pay big artists to get their names some clout, and then they use smaller artists like myself and just screw them <laughs> that's what they do that's like their forte that's what they did to me so but uh, i went to europe and was doing a tour with them and i ended up just staying i didn't want to come back so i stayed there for 10 years just did a bunch of shows got married twice no mad shit it was crazy in europe i'd do it again i would do it again really but so what's the music scene like in europe it's, especially when it comes to south carolina well, European. When I first went over there, it was like the golden years for hip hop over there. It was great. I'm talking every show was packed to the packed as many people as you can get in. But slowly it got kind of less and less, and that new age trap music kind of took over the electronic music. But uh, I'm going back over there, so hopefully it's picking back up. But I know it was going down when I left. Okay. But I had also not not released nothing for a while. Okay. You mentioned, you mentioned getting married twice. Yeah. What was, what was, all right, first of all, why twice? Well, the first time was just for paper, so I could stay over there. <laughs> and uh, it didn't work out. Me and, that, me and her are actually still friends, so big up to her, Zoe, if you see this. And uh, once we got divorced, I had to get married again. And But the second time was, we tried to be real, but the woman was crazy, so... I came back home. I'm just going to end it on that one. I don't want to say too much. We're still pending uh, court cases. I'm actually still married with her. <laughs> oh, yeah, because I, I, noticed, I noticed on um, Facebook you put your papers online. Yeah. So is this whole thing playing out via social media or that just you doing what you do? 
No, nah, I just got the papers in the mail, and I, it's, it's, in, it's in Czech language. Nobody understands that, so I just posted. I took out the addresses and stuff. So I was just proud. I'm ready to be divorced. You know? Is he? Is she? Where is she at? Czech Republic. Okay, so has she ever been to South Carolina? No. Okay. No. Nah. Okay. Do you still talk to her? No. Nah. Okay. She's crazy, man. So look, let's talk about. All right, you mentioned Snow Goons, and you mentioned um, there were producers who basically were with big artists with clout, then kind of recycled and done things with smaller artists. So it's probably like a, like I like to call a, a music Ponzi scheme. Yeah, um, pyramid scheme. Exactly. Yeah. Like, like you know, everybody rides everybody's dick. Yeah. Until it gets down, you know. And if you don't, if you're a blackballed like me, and you don't bow down to these people, then all these little soldiers that you know blow these bigger artists they all don't fuck with you so when i when the snow goons put out that they were messing with me no more and i had been jumped by all these bigger rappers the producers rappers people i thought were my friends everybody turned on me and i was in europe so you actually physically got assaulted oh yeah well that that happened in toronto yeah all right what happened if you don't mind discussing it all right, man, it's, it's so dumb. We I was in Europe. I fucked this girl. Ended up Just Allah liked her or something. Like, they had some internet thing. I don't know if you know who Just Allah is. Mm-hmm. He's the other member of Jedi Mind. And he was hitting me up online with all this crazy shit, like, just being stupid over a girl, you know, that wasn't his anyway. You know, this is a girl he likes. So anyway, I hit up Vinny Paz on a message. I said, hey, man, can you get your boy or something like that? You know, maybe it was a little rude, but he wrote back and he was like, yeah, when I see you, it's on site, blah, blah, blah. So I'm like, all right, man, this is one of my favorite rappers. I grew up listening to these guys. I don't want problems with these dudes. So they had a show in Toronto. I knew the promoter. So I got in. I told the promoter after the show, I said, yeah, tell him I'm here, man. I ain't trying to start no trouble. He comes back. He's like, yeah, man. They were downstairs rolling up a blunt. They want you to come on down, man. Everything's cool, man. Come on. So I go, you know, just like that. I get downstairs. As soon as I get there, Ill Bill's like, everybody out. Blah, blah, blah. Everybody out. They all surround me, like put me in the corner. They're like, oh, you real tough guy. Blah, 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 blah. And it ends up, I get swung on by pads. I swing on him. And then the lights go out and they all jump me, man. And then after that, they assassinate my character online saying I got bitch slap or was whatever they said lies and just ever since then i've been trying to build up my career because that that really was a was a speed bump but that's the story about that it was all over a fucking groupie in europe so did you ever like after this situation happened did you try to like reconcile with the guys or no when that happened i I went crazy i went online trying to get on -on one-on-one fair fight with all of them no one I aired it all out. No, nah, they don't want they don't want to battle nothing. They don't want to battle with hands or lyrics. But anyway, man, you know, I'm older now. I'm not trying to be the guy that's always in beef. But the fact is, is fuck them dudes, you know. Like right, now, when it comes to my opinion. Now this is something I want to discuss. Let me get um, some light in here. Sorry about that. Go ahead. No worries. Um and this is something I, every time I talk to artists that have situations where they felt like they were taken advantage of, I always want to use it as an educational moment for other artists. 
and we mentioned the, um, as I call it, the hip hop pyramid scheme. Um, how can an artist, a new artist, be mindful or careful of falling into situations where they might get taken advantage of from things like hip hop pyramid schemes? Easy. Go to BMI or ASCAP.com and start publishing your music. Publish everything you release. Make sure it's published because then you own it, you know, and even if you do collaborations, you own percentage of it and nobody can take that away. I had to learn that the hard way. Okay. And that was through your situation with the snow goons? Yeah, well, yeah, just I released a lot of music just out of the love of hip hop. You know, I was that guy. It's stupid. <laughs> don't do that. Okay. No matter how much you love music, don't release or work for people out the love of music. But I was that guy. I released literally hundreds of songs and just got screwed. I've seen other people making money off of my music. A lot, you know, different people, you know, and I, I couldn't take it. You know, it pissed me off. So I, I didn't even know anything about publishing. So I started reading in on it and seeing it's like, and that's how you do it. When I was uploading songs, I didn't even pay for, for the pro publishing, they call it. It's just up there. But yeah, that, that's basically it. Just the publishing. That's the main thing you got to know about. Okay. Now, so you basically dabbled in the horrorcore, which I don't even know. Does horrorcore still exist? Yeah, I still do it too. You know, like uh, a lot of my fans, they want me to do it. So if I do a collab with somebody who pays me or something, they usually ask for that. Okay. You've done what was... Con I don't even know what the Stogoons, the whole Benny Pass, that was kind of like conscience, kind of like, um, what would you what would you call that style? Like fake gangster underground rap. Backpack rap. <laughs> yeah. Well, like, you know, they, they're good MCs. They're talented. Like Benny Paz, Army of the Pharaohs, they're all good. But I just don't believe them. You know, I don't believe them. But I call it underground rap, underground hip hop. Okay. Now, those different phases of your life. And now you're back making music and you have kind of fell into the country rap lane or patriotic rap lane. Let's talk about that transformation. Like, how did that come about? Yeah, that's easy. I'm Southern anyway. That's I'm really, I've always, I've always been proud of it. I've always liked country and I've always liked Southern rap, like Outkast, UGK, stuff like that. And uh, Upchurch, Upchurch, Adam Calhoun, them dudes really got me liking the country rap, even though I was kind of dabbling in it before. Like when I heard that, I'm like, all right, so there is talented MCs in this country rap genre. And I feel like more comfortable in that anyway you know because i'm not from new york you know i'm not on the i live in the country you know what i mean i can relate to all that and it just seems more real to me plus i don't want to be affiliated with these fake underground rappers anymore man because i'm gonna tell you right now these underground rappers they're 95 percent are the fakest people you ever meet they'll stab you in the back for just an opportunity of, of a chance of an opportunity you know like Shit is crazy. Hey, can you see me? It seems dark yeah. on there. I no, no, I see it. It's, it's actually kind of fly. Like, yeah, you're in the dark, but no, no, I see you very good. All right, um, good. And it's funny that you mention that because me, a guy who's always dabbled in independent music, I love independent music, right? But when I started to rock with country rap, 
what I liked most about it was the realness. It yeah. didn't have all that bravado in it. Um, it was okay for someone to talk about their mental health issues, or it was okay for someone to talk about just anything that was relatable as opposed to I drive this big car or I got this big chain or I shoot these guys or I drink this much. So that's something I really, I gravitate to, especially as, as I've gotten older. Um, what was your first song that you were, you can recall recording that would be considered country rap? Hey. Hey. So A was, <laughs> dang, that's funny because I reposted that when I heard it. that was the first one you recorded. What brought that about? Well, it was just, you see the video? That's how I was living. That was at my, that was the house I was living at. I was taking care of them donkeys and goats and dogs in the video. <laughs> you know, like basically that, that's how I was living in that video, 100%. The hay, uh, me and my friend that I live with made up that song on the way to get hay because the animals needed hay. That's how that song came up. No, no. 100%. Me and my brother Trevor, me and my brother Trevor, man, we was going to get some hay, we smoking, I'm listening to beats, and it just came up, we were going to get hay, I start, he, I think he even started saying it, like, hey, hey, get some hay, hay, and I took it from there, and I'm like, yeah, this is dope, and I had basically freestyled the hook on the way to get hay, and I recorded it on my phone or whatever, just to keep it in my ear, and I did the hook, and then I wrote the song from there. All right, now, what has been... Or what do you feel like has been the reception of people who are in the country rap genre when it comes to number one, the fans, number two, your original fan base, and number three, other artists in the genre? Uh, about me, about my songs? Your music, yes. Uh, when it comes to the artists, I don't know. Not many, you know, connect with me or hit me up. I've hit up a few trying to work, but... I don't really stress it, neither do they, so nothing really happened. A lot of my fans don't like it. A lot of them do. I've made a lot of new fans with this type of music, but I wouldn't consider myself a country rapper. I'm just an artist. Right. And I like country rap, you know, so every now and then I'll push one of them out. Like this next song I'm about to release, I wouldn't call it country rap. i call it like Dirty South rap. Okay. And you know what? You know the funny thing? A lot of artists who have fallen in the country rap genre, they don't necessarily like that term country rap. And I mean, most of the people, if I ask them to define country rap, they don't even have a true definition because I think they think country rap, they think they're not going to be respected by the MCs or their peers or whatever the case may be. Or they think it's going to be some dong, 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 dong. I like that. <laughs> you can use it. Sample it. Sample that. But to me, my definition of a country rap artist is a artist, number one, um, who's from the country aspects of wherever they live, because I think no matter what, every area has a country part. And if you're rapping about the truths of your life, and I think, you know, and it definitely has a Southern roots, even though there are artists who are in the genre who's not from the South, like Alka. Um, But if you're rapping your truths and you're from the country aspects or area of your residency then you fall in that genre and i also feel like that um for lack of better terms a lot of non-african american artists have been through into that genre because those are the fans that are really supporting and that's another reason i like doing it because I'm, I'm a white guy and i don't want to try to be somebody i'm not anyway 
Okay. Now That's you just not like it. your area just got really, really dark. Like someone might have blew out that one candle you had lit. Oh, here we go. Like, man, let me let me turn on light. One second. Excuse me. Excuse me. No work. No work. How's that? Better, 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 better. All right, now, and look, it's funny as you say that because I also think that is the dopest part about the emergence of the genre. I've been involved in hip hop for years, um, breaking independent music, DJing, doing radio. And I've always said, unfortunately, a lot of white rappers have talent, gallons and gallons of talent, but I've always felt like they're rapping for the wrong people. I've always felt like, you know, we've got these artists and they come in with their entourage, 15 black guys and the only white guy. And then they're rapping about the stuff the black guy does. And sometimes I feel like the black guys might roll with them because they can get them in the club. But deep down inside, they probably don't even respect the skill. Like, and to me, I always said, man, find the people that can relate to your story and rap to them. And I think now, especially with the pandemic, like the numbers, the, the streams, the shows, I think that shows now that people are like, look, man, I gravitate to you. You're talking about what I'm talking about. I don't know nothing about foreign cars, but I know about a pickup truck. You know, I don't know nothing about this perfect 10 woman, but I know about this woman with the daisy dudes with the cellulite. Like, that's what made me even gravitate to it. And I don't necessarily think it's a white guy thing because I just think it's a real thing. And that's what I appreciate about the genre. Now, yeah. when you release A, and I thought that was, I actually thought that record had hit record potential, but unfortunately in the genre, there's no country rap. How fun was that? Or how refreshing was that for you for the things you've done otherwise? Man, that was the funnest video ever. Not only because of what it is, just because I had took a two year hiatus you know, I, I was probably at my most lowest and depressed, you know, a few months before that. And I I, I was never going to make music again. Why? <laughs> just I was tired of it, man. It's like I, I put so much effort, money, just my whole life into it. And I make a little bit, you know, and, but it's just like I'm blackballed. There's no, there's no doubt about it, like. So it's just harder. It, 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 it got to the point where I was just, it made me more depressed than happy. I was more irritated that I had to go do a concert than, than excited. Just because, you know, it just wasn't working out how I wanted, you know, like I was expecting more for how much I put in. But that's a problem too, you know, you, you can't go into it expecting anything. That's why now I don't expect anything and, and I'm having fun i think i'm doing the best music of my career now because of that now you mentioned blackball um do you think you're blackballed from that snow goon situation or oh yeah or there's other situations paz necro you know i i joke around and i say some like racist jokes that people would say but i don't even think so but the, necro for instance he's a jewish guy i watch south park a lot okay and you know how Carmen's like, quit doing me, Kyle. Like, I said that to him one time because I wanted a picture that we had taken together and he wouldn't give it to me. So I was like, quit doing me on a picture. And now that I, in hindsight, I can see how that is offensive. But that is the start of where, you know, the whole rumor of me being racist, all this shit and the black ball started that. 
And then, you know, it's like getting dropped from the snow goons because I got jumped, me airing it out. Maybe if I had kept my mouth shut, I wouldn't have been so blackballed, but I aired it out after it happened, you know, because it's fucked up. You don't jump people. You know, that's some pussy shit, in my opinion. But uh, all this happens for a reason. It's a blessing in the sky. So now when I do make it, like, I ain't got to say I wrote anybody's coattails. I don't know nobody's shit because everybody's forgotten about me. You know, I don't get I don't hear from anybody. I just sit here and make my music and it's getting better and better. So you feel 10 years later, you think that still affects your career to this day? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. When it comes to getting shows, especially in Europe. Because listen, okay, you got Jedi Mind Tricks, Necro, people that don't like me. They fuck with a certain promoter, producers over in like Europe and Canada. These are the same producers and promoters that would promote me a show. And if they get me a show, even if they like me personally, if they start working with me, then they're going to lose the bigger con, the bigger connection. So, of course, they're not. And that's what black, that's what, that's what I'm talking about with the black ball. Cause that happens to me a lot. People that just won't fuck with me because they don't want to lose a contact with snow goons or Paz or Necro or whatever. And I don't mind saying these people's names because it's just, it's, it's, it's real, but that's how it is. That's how it is for me. And, uh, it's not like, I don't think it's the same in the, in the country rap genre. I don't, I don't think it would be the same, but, uh, over in Europe, it definitely affects, affects my career. Now, I think in the country rap genre, because I've interviewed artists that feel like they're blackballed, too, in the country rap genre. And I think when it comes to music, that happens, you know, especially when there's some form of fallout. Um, but I also think in the country rap genre, it, because the genre is kind of new, it's still easier to get fans who might not even know about any of the situations that a lot of artists are referring to when it comes to being blackballed. Um, now, you mentioned... Um, necro and people perceive you to be racist. Yeah. And actually, as I have looked on your social media from time to time, I've actually seen people call you racist. Do you? Oh, I yeah. mean, why do you? Why do you feel like this occurs? Probably because of my Southern pride. You know, the rebel flag, the Jewish remark. That's a big thing. You know, like I said that one thing back in two thousand and five or something. And that's lingered with me forever. Like I'm. But, you know, just because I don't give a fuck, you know, like I'm not racist, but I'm not going to censor myself. If I if I, if I want to say a funny joke or something, you know, I'm not going to I'm not going to censor myself. Like if it offends you, sorry, I guess, but not really. Okay. You know, um, you had a record 1776 that we actually reviewed. Yep. We Tell are America. Huh? We are America. That's yes. right. Yeah. And in that record. I actually questioned that record. And I say, if I ever talk to Lord Less, I'm going to ask him this question. Okay? Because I see a lot of art, I see a lot of artists that are about patriotism and they mentioned 1776. Mm -hmm. And my question for every artist, and not just you, any artist who makes those songs, because I have an um, African American friend who has a song called 1776, which is about patriotism. My question to you is, and I asked this on the episode. In 1776, you know what the plight of the African-American was, right? Yeah, I mean, free, freed Africans owned slaves also in the United States. Yeah, it's, it's not about slavery. It's not about slavery. But yeah, that's, that's the, I don't even think about that when I think about 1776. 
But since my, you mentioned it. My thing was, my thing, and I asked, a lot of times we live in a world of people who, everything is about perception. Like there are people who get upset when they see the rebel flag. Yeah, for sure. But That's another reason I do it so loud. To upset people? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And the funny thing is I watched majority of African Americans get upset about the rebel flag. And I guess they forget that there have been <laughs> Southern artists who had the rebel flag, like Lil John, like Pastor Troy, like there are a lot of um, David Banner. There are a lot of African-American artists who had rebel flags. On, yeah, it was the Georgia flag for a long time. Yeah, so my thing is when it comes to being called a racist, especially when it comes to social media, like what's your response to those people? And, race, and what would you like to see race relationships? I just, I don't have any response because I used to try to explain myself, but I don't care anymore because I'm not racist, you know. I don't, have, when it comes to social, what, what was the second question? Um, Basically. Race relations? Yes. Yeah, I mean, it should be like every relations. <laughs> I mean, I don't, I really don't, if when I meet somebody, their color and their skin is not going, you know, I don't think about that. I think about their character, how they act, how they, you know, do they have respect for themselves? You know, just color is not something I think about when I meet somebody and it's not defining who I'm hanging out with or, or anything like that. Right. And I'll be honest, when I watch the video, I like, to I like to antagonize. Sometimes I think some artists do things just for, you know, like, um, I just think some artists do things. So when I say, Hey, what would you like to see black people in 19? I mean, 1776. I just, to me, it's about education and people understanding that if you're a man and I'm a man, chances are our goals are pretty much the same. You know, if we got a wife, we got a kid, get them to a place that's better than us. Um, so I didn't never, when I see your post, I don't even think you're racist. I just think you're a person speaking your truth from the South. Like I haven't heard any, I, I haven't heard anything to make me like, oh fuck. I'm I can't listen to this guy. I've never heard that. I've never heard that. And I've listened to you every, I've listened to, I think you're very lyrical and dope. And I actually, when I see people speak on you, I'm like, man, this is messed up. Because and just looking at sometimes how people respond to you in your comments, a lot of times when people say they're blackballed, I think that person is just saying that and it's an excuse for not working hard. When I look at you, your body of work, when I go to all the streaming platforms and I see all the music you release, that doesn't fit you. And that's when I say, okay, it's definitely something that's making people not listen, but not like this guy. Well, I think people would listen if I could, you know, I don't ask for help. But, you know, in this music genre, you, you kind of need it. Like the artists work together, you know, bigger artists help out and you know if people heard my music i think you know it'll work out a lot of people would like it it's just getting it out there the best thing i can do is throw some google ads up for my video you know <laughs> i do everything by myself i don't have anybody helping me push music nothing it's come to the point now i don't even drop i just release it on my youtube page throw up a google ad and if it does good it does good like A got over fifty thousand. It's cool with me. 
it'd be nice to have a million, but fifty thousand is fine. I mean, for your first foray in the genre, I think there's a lot of artists who didn't get fifty thousand on their first video in the genre. <laughs> Well, there's people with a thousand views that have the best song of the year, in my opinion. I oh, mean. No doubt. <laughs> no doubt. Um, you mentioned you mentioned Up Church, you mentioned Adam. Like, are there other artists in the genre of country rap that you respect or that you've seen on the come up like you that you would like to work with? I'd have to think about it. I listen to a lot of church and Adam Calhoun, but country rap, let me see. I mean, there's a lot of people that I like and respect. But I wouldn't bump their music, you know. And I don't mean any disrespect by that, but I don't even want to mention it. But yeah, don't mention the name. Yeah, I ain't because I don't want to be that guy. But you know, I think country rap is not as lyrical. Like I don't know. I feel like I could bring another aspect to it, like a little more rugged, raw hip hop skill with that sound, you know. But, but, you know, also the simplicity of some of these songs is what makes them good, too, also. But that's one thing about country. I don't hear a lot of good lyricism in it. Yeah. But Upchurch, he's dope. Adam Calhoun, he's dope lyricist. Right. And for you, where would you like to see your career, like, in the next five years? I just want to buy a house, man. Something like that. Off your music. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Um, what's the recording process like for you? I'll get the beat. Oh, I got one producer, Eternal Beats. I kind of only fuck with him. It's kind of exclusive thing we got going. He'll send me beats. I'll hear one, and I'll start writing to it. I'll record it on my voice notes, send it to him. He'll critique it, perfect it, go to the studio, and I usually can lay down a song in an hour, less than an hour, and pretty simple i'm pretty cut and dry man like get the beat vibe right to it schedule the studio time go lay it down make some master video release okay now look man i i know and i see that you are a connoisseur of that greenery oh yeah and i noticed that you have this week's pick let's talk about is that that um is that that, that i want to ask you about that blackjack how can someone get that blackjack uh, you got to come to Ohio and fuck a girl that has the marijuana card. <laughs> <laughs> now you come here and you can get the card yourself, but then you can't have a gun. So you can have a what? Yeah, it's weird here in Ohio. You can you get the the weed card, huh? but then you can't you can't conceal carry a gun. So it's like, uh, uh-uh, you know. I'm just going to wait till fully legal. <laughs> okay. But now nah, I got a few friends. I got a few friends over here. You know, I don't mean to be rude, but I got a few friends over here that have the cards and they help me out. Okay. So you're in Ohio now? <laughs> yeah. Zanesville. Right, so, so when was the last time you visited South Carolina? Well, I just moved here like two months ago. So, but I was living in North Carolina in the mountains. Okay. So what, what made, caused that transition? I just like to move around. I was, you know, I came back from Europe in 2019. And uh, I moved to North Carolina because I wanted to be in the mountains. Stayed there for two years. And, you know, I had I had a chance to come up here. So I'm just, I came up here in Ohio, something new. I'll probably stay here a year and go somewhere else. 
It seems like you're hitting the gym, man. Like, are you trying to get? Is that for the videos yeah, or the ladies? It's for when one of these rappers want to come talk shit. I'm sick of it. <laughs> it's for when one of these internet dudes see me in real life. I'm gonna see if they really want to talk. But now, nah, you know, I like to be healthy. I've been fat. I was a marshmallow my whole life. So once I started exercising, it was killing my depression, and I was seeing change in my body. It's like addictive. Now I can't stop. Okay. All right. Now that's the second time you mentioned depression. Let's talk a little bit about the depression. What is number one? Depression is real. Um, mm -hmm. Speak to the people who might be dealing with forms of depression. What are some of the things that has helped you along the way other than exercising? And what are some of the things that you also see yourself in the future remedying some of your mental health situations or depression? <sighs> I mean, I guess it's different for everyone. Getting back into music was one for me. The gym was really the main thing, really. Uh, good friends, which them are hard to come by, but I got like two or three, you know, real good friends. Family. Green. Goals. Yeah, we quit smoking cigarettes. <laughs> okay. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's different for everybody. But for me, it was definitely friends, family, gym. Okay. All right, you got a brand new record about to drop. Let's talk about it. Oh, yeah. I can play it for you a little bit if you want to get a little taste of it. No, you're going to get me struck. You're going to get our channel struck. Nope. Tell us about no. it. That, that way we can make we, – we'll drop the link and we can make the people check it out. There you go. All right, well, it's called Know That. It's uh, produced by Eternal Beats, of course. It's just back to that raw shit, you know, like uh, it's no politics – Nothing, just raw rap. It, it, it reminds me of some old outcast, UGK, Dirty South, but lyrical stuff. I hit, I hit it normal speed and double time. The beat's kind of commercial sound, but it's still really raw, dark. You'll see, you'll see. It's one of my favorites that I've done lately. What's Every song I do now, it keeps getting better and better, in my opinion. What's the concept of the video? Well, man... I had a dope concept, but it just didn't work out. So basically, this is just me in a dark room with dope lights, a bunch of B-roll. The video is going to be nice and dope, but the song is dope enough to where the simplicity is going to be fine with the video. Okay. But no, I haven't seen the video yet. I'm waiting. Like another day or two, I'll see it. But the guy who's making it, I got, I got faith in him. He's dope. No twerker? But, uh, not no twerker? No twerker? You got nobody twerking on the lap? Nah, that's the thing. I, I wanted to get a girl in it, but none was up to par, you know, so. I mean, I had a whole plan and everything. There was one girl that, that would have, if she would have came, but she couldn't come and nobody, just bullshit. Everybody had an excuse. But, you know, they're going to see the video. When it hits 300,000, they're going to wish they were in it. And when it hits a million, they're going to start calling me. All right, now I've seen some pitch, some um, nice lit pictures on your Instagram um, where you have like this rebel flag jacket on. Is that mm -hmm. like some BTS stuff from the video? BTS? Oh, behind yeah. The scenes, that, behind the scenes. Yeah, that's all from the video. Yeah. Yeah, because that, that lighting looked dope. Look, man, how much when it comes to people looking at Lord Lust on social media and meeting you in real life, what's the correlation? Like, how much is that really you? Because, all right, man, you post a lot of things that catch people's attention. Like, you have a video that you post. And it's a repost of the, um, the guy coming through with the gun, and he's on the other guys on the crutch, 
with the girl twerking. Uh, <laughs> um, I seen you posted some stuff from one of my favorite battle rappers, Daylight. Like you definitely go grab different things and and repost. Like, what does that say about your sense of humor or the type of person you are? That's just me. You know, I don't take anything too serious. And Facebook, I probably should, you know, social media altogether, I probably should take a little more serious and be more of an artist. But I just, I've been doing this shit so long, I just don't care. So I post whatever I want. I don't hide nothing. If you see me on social media is me in real life. There's no difference at all. I just, that's just how I am. I don't know. I have no filter. Because I've seen you post whether like you on a date. Like, I'll be watching you, man. Like, be- yeah, I hope it's entertaining. Yeah. I, yeah, if I come back, it's entertaining. Yeah, that's all I want, man. You know, I'm, I like the spotlight. I like the attention. You know, I ain't gonna lie. Ain't no reason to lie about it. And plus, uh, it, you know, it's just fun to see what people think about everything. And TikTok, I be on there all the time. Man. I see some funny shit on there. That's where I get a lot of videos. Like that one with the, the guy with the crutch. And- yeah. That shit was funny as hell. <laughs> I w- I probably watched that thing 13 times on your <laughs> Like the guy just coming through with the gun. I'm like, what the? <laughs> you know, the slow motion. Yeah. That's crazy. That's crazy. So in the future, number one, do you plan on getting remarried? Hell no. <sighs> Never. I ain't even going to date anymore. What? Well, I mean, I guess I have to date. I'm saying, what there, do you mean you ain't gonna date? Ain't nothing gonna be serious. I ain't gonna have a girlfriend and wife or nothing. Never. Nah, man, I'm done. It's just trouble. <laughs> Never. Well, I'm still gonna get laid. I ain't that. Yeah, of course. But. I mean, so yeah, never. I don't. As you get to... older, you don't. You don't want to have a have a somebody you lay it down with every night. Yeah, nah, you know, just to be to be real right now, I've been my last, my ex, I was truly in love with. And I don't think I'm ever gonna feel that again. So fuck it. Gotcha. Well, when can people expect the song in the video? I'm dropping it on the eleventh. Okay. Okay. It's uploaded right. now. I'm waiting for the publishing to go to go through with the song and all that. The video day or two I'm gonna have. Okay. Now. Let the people know, because I've mentioned your social media, let the people know where to find you all the way across the board when it comes to social media. All right. Uh, I'm on Instagram at Lust Raps, L-H-U-S-R-A-P-S. And my first Instagram got deleted, so I ain't got no followers no more. I used to have thousands. So go follow me there, Instagram. I post much bullshit. Uh, Facebook, my personal page, Brandon Frick. That's me. Lord Lust, my artist page. Go follow that. Um, I'm on Gitter too. These uh, these these alt social media pages, man. Right? Gitter, Parlor, just at Lord Lust. I've never heard of any of those. Yeah, because they don't, you know, you don't hear about them because they speak the truth on them. So the big tag, it's all on Facebook, Instagram, Google, all these. It's all owned by the same people. There's everything that influences us is owned by the same people, and they ain't gonna promote anything where people are thinking for themselves because that fucks up the narrative. Right, right, right. So you don't hear about these, but they're there. All right. Before I let you go out of all your projects that you have streaming right now, if you had a wish for a person to check out one of your projects, 
what would it be? Your most proudest work. Mm. Uh, I don't know, either my last one or the self-titled Lord Lust album. Okay. Probably that one, the Lord Lust album. All right, did we cover everything? Is there anything that we left out that you would like the people to know? Uh, I don't know. You tell me. Not racist. <laughs> hey, tell them that. Say it again. Say it again. Not racist. Right. And you know what? And again, and I stand by, I have never seen anything that you posted that made me say, I don't rock with this guy. You won't. I, I, mean, I mean, and a lot of times I think people, it's easy to call a person of a different color racist. I, I think it's just easy that you racist. It's mostly white people that call me racist. But yeah, on, on Facebook, you know, sometimes, but mostly white people, man. <laughs> I mean, but I never, and a lot of times when people have a different opinion, we got to put it, they, they got to put a tag on you. You something. You're normal. You something. Um, the easiest thing, you racist. So, and me, I like to, get to the character of people. That's what matters to me. Like I tell people all the time, I'm of the human race um, and I like logical people. So if you're not a logical person, I don't think no matter what color you are, I'm rocking with you. So that's my self person. Sir, I definitely appreciate your time. Tell them again the name of that single. Know That drops 2-11-22. Okay, know that. Man, oh, yeah. Check out my Lord. Uh, I forgot to mention the social media is YouTube, of course. YouTube.com backslash Lord Lust, L O R D L H U S. All right, my guy. I definitely, definitely appreciate your time. Um, I see the room did lighten up. And you're, I, I ain't gonna lie, man. Like, you're, you're, I thought it was a scene from Scream. I was expecting Ghostface to come behind you because the lights just went dark. Now, it got dark here. I'm in front of the window and it, it they got dark, so it's nighttime now. Okay. All right, my G, again, I appreciate your time. I'm very humbled that you came on the show. Hey, I appreciate it, man. I love your show, man. It's very entertaining, man. Look, and you know what? And I apologize because you should have been in the Lyricists of the Year category, and I don't know how in the hell. Hey, I ain't going to lie. I watched that, and I was hoping. <laughs> I was like, God damn. Man. I was hoping. I was watching it. But next year, I can guarantee you'll be there. If if I earn it. If I earn it, no. No, but you're dope in general. <laughs> like, you know, like even when I listen to A, I can hear the lyricism in it, even though the hook was simple. Like, I can tell yeah. you weren't just a ABCD rapper. No, I'm, I was trying to dumb it down. I'm still trying to dumb it down a little bit just because, you know, if you listen to my old stuff, people don't understand what the, what the hell I'm talking about. I got songs that's... Just metaphors everywhere. Go listen to Essentials, uh, Lust Bars, when you got some time. <laughs> this is what I want to hear from you. There has to be a song in there, because you said you were in love. Mm -hmm. And it didn't work out. I'm waiting for that record. That song's out. It's called Gabriella Bella. Okay, I'm going to check that out as soon as I hit this stop button. You should. I can't even listen to it, so you go enjoy it. Huh? <laughs> right. What is it called, Gabrielle? Gabriella Bella. I'll send you the link. All right, send me the link. I want to check that out. Do you mind me playing it on my stream? Nah, man, please play any of my music, man. But that ain't, you know, yeah, you can play it, but that's not one of my bangers. You know, that's just some real shit. Okay. <laughs> All right, my G, enjoy the rest of your day, sir.
All right, man. I appreciate you, man. All right, peace. Later. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, that's the guy. That's the boy, boy, Lord Lust. Definitely, definitely appreciate him coming through, hanging out with the Country Rap Report. Get well to my guy Spank. Again, y'all, countryrapreport.com. Y'all make sure y'all check in with us every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 10 a.m. for those premieres. Shout out to Heather. It's your boy, Vic XL, Country Rap Report. Peace.